Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Well, good morning, all you happy listeners in Real Presence Radio Land. This is another uh, edition of Real Presence Live. My name is Jack Kennelly. I'll be one of your co-hosts along with... Steve Plonskowski. Good morning. Steve Plonskowski, our executive director. We're happy to have you here, Steve. It's it's a rainy day in Fargo. In fact, uh, I was going to give you a weather uh, update, and basically it's rainy here in Fargo, and I suppose other places of the area, there might be some sun somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, as I say, it's five o'clock somewhere. There's some. There's sunshine somewhere, but uh, today we're going to have rain. Uh, but the temperature is going to come down, Jack. So it's not going to be in the 90s, maybe for the coming week. That's right. And at least it's, it's dry in the studio. It is dry here. So, yep. So we don't have to worry about our electronic equipment. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to start out our program as we usually do with a prayer. But we're going to actually uh, put our first guest on the spot. Uh, uh, ben Seitz is. Uh, uh, would we call you a anticipatory deacon or a deacon candidate or deacon candidate? That works, right? Yeah, Ben had prepared a, a, a prayer for the end of his segment, but we asked him to do one at the front end as well. So maybe you can just take the last one and do it backwards. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord God, we give you thanks for all the blessings you bestow upon us today on this feast of Saint Maximilian Colby. We ask you especially to bless the men of the Fargo Diocese and throughout our, uh, our, our region, to all of our listeners. Bless them and give them the strength and the courage and the graces to become the men that you created them to be. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, thank you, Ben. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, we're just getting right into it now, aren't we, Steve? Well, actually, before we jump in, because we're not supposed to start talking to you for about three minutes, we could talk a little bit about your son. He was just ordained a priest a couple of weeks ago. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, my uh, um, uh, my youngest son, Eric, Father Eric Seitz now, was ordained here in the Fargo Diocese on Saturday at the uh, Cathedral of St. Mary and uh, celebrated his first full Mass on Sunday uh, afternoon at St. Santa Joachim Parish's um, huge day, obviously huge day. I'm wearing lead boots this week to keep from floating away. Um, just a, extreme happiness for both me and my wife, Janine. Well, and prior to uh, us going on the air here, uh, you mentioned some special gifts that the mother and father get from the uh, their their sons when they're ordained priests. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you're testing me here. There's a special name for the uh, uh, for the cloth that the uh, uh, that father. Uh, my son, Eric, Father Seitz, uh, presented to his mother. And it's the cloth that he actually wipes his hand with after the uh, his hands were anointed by the bishop. And there's a special name for it. And of course, I can't remember That's what great. it is. He also presents uh, presented me with his uh, confessional stole. So the small stole, purple stole that priests wear in the confessional. And those actually go into our uh, coffins with us when we achieve room temperature. So, uh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We take it with us. So, uh when he's home on the weekends once in a while visiting, do you call him father? 
Uh, the bishop at the end of Mass says that we're uh, supposed to uh, keep him humble. So, uh, yeah, I call him. I, I, I call him Eric. I call him whatever. I guess yeah. it's going to take so, a while so, to get used so to it. So the bishop has actually given you permission to just about uh, use any name that you used <laughs> while he was growing up, or title, if you will. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's good. you got to keep him humble. That's true. We all need a little humility. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. I mean, I've got so much of it, I try to share it as often as I can. That, that's a beautiful thing, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Right. Yep. Well, are our three minutes up? Can we, can yeah, we get absolutely. into the Let's meat of the here. program? Because I think Ben is chomping at the bit here because he's got a program for men that I think uh, is, uh, it, it's a, it sounds like a real exciting program. And uh, why don't you start out? But before that, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how it is that you got here? Well, all right. Um, grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, joined the Air Force, uh, met my beloved wife, Janine, in the Air Force, and we traveled the world for 23 years um, throughout, the, throughout the world. Ended up here in, uh, in Fargo upon my retirement. That was about 12 years ago and uh, became members of St. Santa Joaquin Parish here in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Your retirement 12 years ago, but you're still working. You've still got a day job, right? Absolutely. Work over uh, uh, for the, at the medical center there, the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay, great. Well, tell us about this evangelization program. Okay, first, we're not going to call it a program. When okay. I uh, first presented the, uh, the idea to, uh, to my pastor, Father Paul Dukesher, he says, Sites, the last thing this church needs is another program. So uh, <laughs> this is an apostolate. Uh, it's a men's apostolate. Helps men to grow in their uh, faith and virtue, become the servant leaders within their families, church, and community that, uh, that God created that, or us to be. It's a great way for us to meet uh, men in our parish who sh- share our faith and our way of life. Can you, since we're, we're dif- differentiating between program and apostolate, what does apostolate mean to you? Apostolate is a, a group of men who are... Uh, Focus, primary focus is in evangelization. And okay. as we're going to see it going through this, that's one of our uh, primary goals is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to other men um, in our parish and, and throughout the world. It seems, it seems like there's kind of a movement going on in the church now as far as trying to light a fire under men in the church, you know, to be the leaders in the churches as well as in their families as well. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, that was pointed out to us about two years ago. Uh, there was a uh, uh, men's conference uh, here in the Fargo Diocese in which the uh, uh, the diocese brought together men from all the different parishes and uh, uh, with the hope of inspiring them to uh, develop these uh, apostolates within their own parish um, so that we can become those men. We're, we're in a troubled world right now. And there's a lot of things going on, uh, um, and, and not much of it good as far as uh, in our, especially in the bigger cities in our country. And um, it's time for us to stand up and stand up for the gospel and the truth and bring that to, uh, to everyone so that we can actually have you know, the kingdom of God here on earth. Uh, how long have you been working on this? When did the, you know... You first got the idea a while back, and then uh, you talked to your pastor. Uh, what's kind of like the timeline up to now? Our first team began in January 2019 and uh, went through a nine-month process of formation. And then the uh, second team started off right on the heels of that in September. So we've had two, uh, uh, two groups now uh, within our parish that have uh, gone through the formation process, and we're 
getting ready in September to uh, launch our third, third, uh, I guess, series um, of men going through. Okay, so... So, so you have, uh, obviously with this, you've shared with us some information, but we have it in front of us. Tell us a little bit about your mission. I mean, there's, you have a patron for this whole group. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Our mission is to, uh, to build a cadre of Catholic men devoted to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, men who defend the Catholic faith, uh, protect and provide for their families, and lead others to Christ. Our patron is St. Andrew, and we chose St. Andrew because, well, he's a fisherman, mm-hmm. and... Um, he also was searching for the truth. He started off as a disciple of John the Baptist, and then John the Baptist pointed to Jesus one day and said, "There, there's the Lamb of God. Follow him. And so Andrew did follow him, spent the afternoon with him, and then he ran back to Capernaum, got his brother Peter, brought him to uh, Jesus. Uh, we know what happened to Peter. We don't really know what happened to Andrew. Um, we do know that he was he, he became the man that God created him to be. He spread the gospel. He gave his life for Christ. And uh, so he's a great saint for us to have as our patron uh, because we need to emulate what he was all about. Mm-hmm. And actually the root of, the, of his name, Andrew, Andros, which is man in Latin. Right. So with your men's group, that fits well. Now, wasn't, wasn't Andrew, uh, historically there's a, the idea that he was crucified on the... X-shaped on the, cross. The X, yeah, the uh, Greek cross. Right. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned teams. Why don't you give us a little summary of the structure? It sounds like there's going to be some kind of structure to the organ. Uh, excuse me, apostolate. <laughs> Certainly. We start off with uh, uh, a small group of men, usually a uh, small group of men, usually uh, uh, five or six men in the group. Uh, it's a leader we call the fisherman guide who leads them through a, a nine-month process of formation. And uh, there's three basic pillars that we uh, um, have within the fishermen. The first is to know Christ and his church. So we ask men to pray um, morning and evening, morning and evening prayer. We ask our men to uh, spend at least one hour every week in Eucharistic adoration, uh, frequent Mass and Holy Communion. By frequent, we mean more than Sunday. Uh, read Scripture. Uh, we teach our men Lexio Divina, the technique of meditating and contemplative prayer. Uh, with Scripture, so that they can actually hear God speaking to them through Scripture. And then we do study Scripture and church teachings as well. So that's the uh, first pillar of know Christ and His Church. I I might jump in here, because when you talk about Alexio Divina and contemplative prayer, I think some people kind of think, whoa, you know, that's beyond me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, Alexio Divina is a very simple kind of uh, of, uh, I'm I don't know if that's the proper word for Alexio, but even I do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. My children do that, ages 10 to 19. So it's very accessible to anybody. But it's also something that most men aren't necessarily exposed to. Right. And so it's just an opportunity to expose them to it, and then uh, and they get hooked. Ha ha. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. All right. Pun Second uh, pillar is to be men of virtue. So uh, to discover and emulate authentic Catholic masculinity. Now, masculinity in our current culture is kind of a bad word. Uh, but it's really not a bad word. Uh, we go through, um, and so then secondly, commit to fishermen meetings every week. We talk about commitment and the importance of commitment. Um, we fast on on First Fridays for our fellow fishermen, for spouse and family. So a fast that goes from uh, our meal on Thursday night to a meal we share on First Friday nights. 
together and then be a generous giver of time, talent, and treasure. Um, and then finally, to evangelize and serve. We ask men to be involved and serve in the parish. We're not a service organization. We're not like the Knights of Columbus. Most of us are Knights of Columbus. We ask our men to serve uh, through the Knights of Columbus, um, three events per year, and to be active in that way. Authentic friendship, very important. Become authentic friends. Uh, make a friend, be a friend. Bring a friend to Christ, as they say in Curcio. And uh, that's very important to us. And then uh, bring others to the church through evangelization and recruit and mentor others through the fishermen. So that's kind of our three pillars. Know Christ in his church, be a man of virtue, and evangelize and serve. So obviously, <clears throat> these ideas that you've got here, and these this looks great. Um, obviously, some of, some of the best ideas come from stealing other people's ideas and putting them together in a new melting pot. So share with us a little bit. Absolutely. When, uh, when Father Dukesher and I um, and our group sat down and started discussing this, we took ideas that we had from our experience. Uh, fasting was from E5 men way back when. I think it was uh, uh, back in 2000 or maybe even earlier that that came into being, Ephesians 5. Um, Curcio. I was very active in Curcio and, and, and still am in a, uh, uh, ideas from there. Focus, the great men's ministry in college. Uh, Pardon me, men and women's ministry in college. Uh, but the focus ministry, talking about uh, creating disciples and going forward. Uh, so a lot of different things were brought together to uh, uh, that became the fishermen. If you just tuned in, we're visiting right now with uh, Ben Seitz. We're talking about fishermen, which is a program, uh, sorry, an apostolate. <laughs> See, we've got this, we've got this mentality. And we want to keep using this word, an apostolate in the Catholic Church here in the Diocese of Fargo. We're visiting about that. We're going to head to a break here in just a minute, but we want want you to to continue uh, to stay with us because we're going to talk about what does it what does it take to become a licensed fisherman. You know, you can't just we know that you can't just go out on the lake and drop a line in with your worm and and, and start fishing. You got to be a licensed fisherman, right, Ben? Absolutely. So on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to you about what it takes to be a licensed fisherman, and 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 you can learn more about that. And and I met. Uh, do you have other varying levels of certification? <laughs> so, you have out of state licenses and, and in state. not quite that complicated yet yeah. i have a question for you though because i what i'm picking up here is this is an entirely a men's group the pastor has basically kind of put his uh blessing on it but it sounds like it's being run by the men of the parish and i think that gives it a more sustainable nature because it doesn't rely on the pastor to you know to kind of keep it going to be the uh uh the, the central focus of it as far as leadership. Absolutely. It's a lay apostolate, and so it can be uh, headed up by, by a lay member or um, certainly perfect for a deacon as well within a parish to uh, uh, to initiate something like this. Does that mean there's an election coming up and you're doing a little uh, campaigning here on us? <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that where it's at. We're going to take a break here and be back. Just on the other side of this break, we're going to talk more about the fishermen with Ben Seitz, Steve Splonskowski here, along with Jack Canelli. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. 
we will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small-town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Real Presence Live. Steve Sponskowski here along with Jack Canelli, And we are your team this morning. We're talking about all things Catholic, all things beautiful, all things good that the Lord has given us. And this morning, we're visiting with Ben Seitz, who is talking about the fishermen. And uh, prior to the break here, we talked a little bit about the structure, the three pillars of the fisherman, knowing Christ and his church, uh, being men of virtue, and evangelizing and serving. Um, and before the break, we told you we were going to come back and tell you how it, what it takes to become a licensed fisherman and how to get that trout stamp, as Eli mentioned on the break here. Um, so how do you become a licensed fisherman, Ben? Terrific. Thanks, Steve. Um, the licensing process is actually a nine-month process. So we're going to start out at St. Santa Joe, come again here in September, go through a nine-month formation process. We're going to start off with discovering authentic Catholic masculinity. And we do that uh, through a study of Bishop Olmsted. Bishop Olmsted's down in the Phoenix Diocese. He put out an apostolic exhortation years back that was picked up by the uh, Knights of Columbus, originally in a, in a book, and now they actually have a 12-part video series, and it's called Into the Breach. And it, uh, it goes through what uh, authentic Catholic masculinity looks like. The next thing we study is, or do is a consecration to Jesus through Mary, and I'm sure a lot of listeners have uh, been through that. We used the 33 Days to Morning Glory by Father Michael Gately. Um, a lot of men haven't done that, or if they did it, they never finished it. And so the good thing about commitment and the fishermen as we take them through that um, and then we finish it. We actually complete it on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. 
And not only are the candidates the small group of uh, uh, six or seven men that make it, but all of the previous fishermen renew it as well. It's really powerful when you have a group of men up consecrating themselves to Jesus through Mary in, that, uh, in front of the Blessed Sacrament like that. It's a great experience. Um, the next thing we learn is the Liturgy of the Hours. So we actually go through, teach men how to pray the prayer of the church. So this Liturgy of the Hours is what the uh, uh, priests, deacons are required to pray. Um, we teach men how to pray morning prayer and evening prayer. And then uh, the next step is Lectio Divina. So we use a couple books, and uh, put out by Father Timothy Gallagher, uh, and it opens up our our hearts, opens up our minds to the Holy Spirit. That when we read small parts of Scripture, um, we can actually hear God speaking to us. And uh, one of the most the great experiences I had uh, leading a group of men in this was to have one of the men who, up until that point, was very skeptical. Um, we spent 20 minutes reflecting on this part of Scripture. We come back together, and uh, first words out of his mouth is, wow, this works. And uh, it's just really a powerful moment for uh, for all of us to witness to. Yeah. Is the formation program uh, basically classroom, or is there some self-study opportunities in there as well? Uh, it depends upon what we're studying. Uh, some of it's classroom, the 33 Days to Morning Glory. That's something where we have a book, and we go through every day. There's a, a particular reading that the uh, the men are required to do. Um, when we start studying the Liturgy of the Hours, the men are encouraged to immediately start doing morning prayer um, so that when they come back and get a, a, a lesson on it the following week, you know, they uh, uh, they can say, oh, okay, well, I'm not doing that quite right, or, oh, that's, yeah, that's... so. It's, uh, it really depends upon what we're doing. Lectio Divina, too. Men are encouraged to practice the, uh, uh, the techniques uh, in, prayerful, in a prayerful way, um, you know, <laughs> daily. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a, a pretty solid formation program. Uh, and I don't think it's intimidating at all because I think a lot of men are already doing, you know, they might not be doing the morning prayer from the breviary, but, you know, it, I, you're really not asking them to go, you know, too far beyond what a lot of them are already doing, or just supplementing what they're already doing, which I think is nice. So, you know, it sounds like a lot, but I think it's it's uh, it it will fit into their lives quite nicely. Well, uh, this it is it's a huge commitment, and that's yeah. why commitments is one of our cornerstones. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to a man this week, giving a presentation, basically talking to him like I'm talking to you, telling him what the fisherman is all about, and. Uh, when I was all finished, he says, that's a huge commitment. And, uh, and it is a huge commitment. The bottom line is, is that uh, it's not easy to be a fisherman. It's not easy to be a man in today's world and to be authentically Catholic. Um, church is made up of three groups. As, as you know, the church triumphant in heaven, the church suffering in purgatory, and the church militant here on earth. The fishermen make up a special operations component of that church militant. So we're kind of like, you know, you, you draw a comparison to the military. Not everyone who goes into the military is an Army Ranger. Uh, not everyone who goes into the Navy is a, a Navy SEAL. Uh, they're the ones who dedicate themselves. They're the ones who want to be the best. So, uh, yeah, special ops. That's us. Last part I just wanted to touch on in the formation process is actually a study of the sacraments. So we open up. Uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church uh, to our men and go through the sacraments section on there. 
sounds kind of dry, but honestly, it generates the most conversation of everyone. And, and uh, um, there's just an awful lot in there that men aren't aware of. And uh, so it's a great eye-opening experience. Also exposes them to cat- the catechism, which, frankly, uh, um, can be intimidating to, uh, to, to laity. And so you mentioned that your first team that you've done uh, is was back in 2019. Yes. And how many teams do you have now? Currently, we've got uh, we, we, two men or two teams have made it through the uh, the formation process. We got a total of eleven men. Okay. And uh, the model is so you start small, right, with just one group, and then doubles mm-hmm. every year. And so we're starting up again this year. We've got uh, actually three guides now, uh, so we should be uh, moving towards uh you know another 15 20 men and the size of your team is so when uh, you say anywhere team, from five to seven it is okay. so a guide plus uh uh you know four four or five or six uh uh candidates and then that team is that similar to the curcio that that team is the, the team that continues to meet on the weekly meetings yes what That's does a well. weekly meeting look like a weekly meeting is about 90 minutes mm-hmm. we start off initially by praying a rosary together you know some men don't aren't familiar with the rosary so we start by praying the rosary together once we get halfway through we start in with uh, morning and evening prayer through the lecture or pardon me through the uh, um the morning and evening prayer through the, the liturgy of the hours i'm sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, <clears throat> and so then we start praying that at the beginning of our meetings then we go into uh um uh, kind of a study portion of it, which might last 30 minutes. And then we close up with just with sharing, um, kind of similar to what you have in Curcio, what's what's going on in your life, uh, and then end up with prayer. I would suspect that you know, with your formation program and creating this special ops kind of team, that one of the uh, fruits of this is that uh, they go out and share it with others. Absolutely. That's the goal. Um at the end, in May, what we have is an evangelization workshop, and we call it the Into the Deep Evangelization Workshop. Um, so Jesus asked Peter to go into the deep in, uh, uh, in the Gospel of Luke and uh, become a fisher of men. And that's, that's, so that's how we end that up. So it's a one-day event in May on a Saturday, and we talk about different types of evangelization, evangelizing um, those who are not Catholic, evangelizing those who have fallen away from the church, and uh, and then bringing them through our RCIA program uh, into the church, or for those who have fallen away, just just how to gently uh, minister to them where they're at, and uh, and be a friend, and then with the grace of God, bring them back to Christ. So, I think it's important in our day and age to have those guides and those those teams to work together. Um, I, obviously, journeying to the Lord on your own is not possible, right. and so uh, you know, bringing yeah. men together and, and saying, "Hey, it's normal to want to be have a relationship yeah. with the Christ yeah. as a man," uh, it is, is an important thing, don't you? I think for men in particular, I'm sorry for cutting you off there, Ben, but I think for men in particular, uh, when it comes to faith, you don't want to feel like I'm the only one. Yeah. You know, I, I, you need the support of other men if you're going. You know, if, if men are going to come forward. They, they want to have a united front. Just real quick, want to uh, talk about where you go from there. So once, once we, uh, uh, you, know, you become a licensed fisherman, then uh, going forward, we have continuing education. We meet one, uh, one night per month. And then uh, uh, we always meet on first Fridays. So after we do our fast from Thursday night to Friday night, we meet for an hour of, uh, of 
adoration, Eucharistic adoration, and uh, we do the prayers of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Then we meet together for fellowship, share a meal. Um, it's just uh, men also. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're uh, we're going to close this segment with a prayer that you have here, Mr. Ben, uh, that we can, uh, if you want to lead that us in a prayer here that you have. Terrific. Heavenly Father, you call all men to be leaders in their families, in their churches, and in their communities. We ask you, as our Father, to bless us that we might follow the inclinations of the Holy Spirit and cooperate with your graces in order to become the men you created us to be. We ask this through the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Andrew, pray, pray for, for us. us. Thank you, Ben, for being here with us. Thank you. appreciate uh, it. Don't I've... go anywhere. Up next, we're going to hear the incredible story that led one man to become a pediatric optometrist. And later, she's been sharing her faith story through sidewalk art. Learn more right here on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.